It's not worth winning if you can't win Welcome, everybody. As we kind of get started here, I just want to remind everybody that you should follow along with us. Uh, we're on Twitter, at The Cake Eaters, and we're on Instagram as well, at The Cake Eaters Pod. You can also find all of our information at thecakeeaterspod.com. We have uh, emails up if you ever want to email in. That would be thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com. So uh, with that said, Heath, this is ep- we got episode four. We got Hockey Moms. How are you feeling about this? Um, well, you know, we, we were pumped uh, going into this episode. It did not quite live up to the pedestal on which we, we placed it upon. Um, but I think that we still had a, a fairly decent episode. You know, we, we kick things off nicely with a very intense Ducks practice. Um, you know, that's how we're kicking off this episode for Coach T running the team, you know, they're flooding the ice, you know, just like we talked, he, he mentioned in the previous episode, they went, they flooded the ice, they're doing drills, they're moving, they're shaking. Um, he, he has an excellent line that he comes in with really hot where he says, Hey team, I like to laugh at clowns, not when clowns laugh at me because okay. that's what the don't bothers were doing. Those don't bothers were laughing at the ducks because they scored on them. Yes, I forgot about the clown because even <laughs> there's a, a line later in the episode where uh, <laughs> Sophie's wearing a, the the Don't Bother jersey and Coach T goes, "Why is she in a clown suit?" <laughs> yes, I had that written. Love that Coach T had some great one liners. I feel like this episode there was a, so many moving pieces that it was a lot of like flashing, right? Like there was a lot of quick movements on, on what was happening. Cause like, that was it for the Ducks practice. It was like coach T it was a really hard Ducks practice. Yeah. Coach T has a funny one liner. And then you just catch Sophie sprinting and almost missing the bus. Almost yes, yes, immediately she's, after that. Cause she's still practicing with the Ducks. She yeah. at, we, has not told parents. Yes. At the end of the last episode, she's like, yes, I want to be a don't bother, but we got to tell my parents. And then we see at the beginning of this episode, she does not want to tell her parents. She's putting it off as long as she can and practicing with both teams because she, as she leaves the duck practice, hops on the bus and goes to the don't bothers practice. Double D pulling double D where where she is exhausted and not playing well. Um, Yeah. Coach T ran under the ground. Coach T runs her into the ground. She's out there making the don't bothers feel some, some buyer's remorse. Uh, (laughs) Maya had, had a great line where she was like, yeah, it's like when you want to get with a hot guy and then you, when you get with him and he's, you realize he's actually not that hot. Yeah. (laughs) Solid dating advice from a 12 year old. So so great. Yeah. Great dating (laughs) advice. Um, But you know, honestly, you know, they should just be fucking grateful that Sophie is on their team and let her be tired. So I think that they just well, I don't need know. to chill I, out with their buyer's remorse. I get where they're coming from. Granted, they really? don't know. They don't know that she's pulling double duty. At least not That's true. Not right away. Not she, she does. She does mention it to Evan it, later on in this this practice scene. But yeah. Maya and Lauren, who, who's, who she says the line to, they definitely don't know that she's pulling double duty. And honestly, like I'd rather 
I'd rather have no Sophie than a tired Sophie. You know, have you ever have so? you ever have you ever been around a tired twelve year old? They're worthless. They don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't been around a tired twelve year old recently, so I, I wouldn't know <laughs> that. But they, I'm sure they they that would not just be a pill. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's a good point. And she really does. She just comes out hot with it. She's like, listen. Haven't told my parents. I'm scared. I'm still practicing with the ducks. I'm exhausted. And Alex and and Evan are just like, listen, whatever you got to do, make sure they're in a good mood. We don't care. We just, we are desperate at this point. Yeah. And then she goes, then Sophie says, my parents are never in a good mood. And then hard cut to them being in the best mood they've ever been in. They're (laughs) They're drinking wine. Their son just got into Harvard. What better mood could you be in right now? Wait, wait, wait. Before we hard cut into the parents, we have to talk about our boy Nick the Stick and Winnie. Oh, um, yes, yes. Where they had, they had a very brief interaction. See, this is quick interactions, quick interactions. Yeah, it's so very – it's one thing to the other in this episode. There's not a lot to, to kind of bite into. It's boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's just like rapid fire because now Nick is getting BFF advice from our girl Winnie. And we're seeing a friendship truly blossom. We assume that Winnie is still with Mustard Tim. Um, yep, she's, she's still happy. She's not sad. She's she's Her spirits are up. She's got match. She's got the, the like early 2000s like baby blue eyeshadow, which matches her jacket. Uh, <laughs> lost my mind at that. I so, there's, so, it, I so Nick, despise yeah, getting, baby blue eyeshadow. Get it away from me. I don't want anything to do with it, Heath. It's the, you don't, we don't know anything about eyeshadow. It's I know baby blue eyeshadow is the worst thing that's ever happened. Well, I have no opinion on any form of eyeshadows. I'm sure that whatever eyeshadow empowers Winnie to feel good leaving the home, that's what color of eyeshadow I want her to wear. As long as it's not baby blue. <laughs> you're you're better than that, Winnie. You're better than that. <laughs> so so Nick's getting some BFF advice, thinking, and this is a big deal. You know, he doesn't have a lot of friends, thinking he's graduating into best friendship to have a sleepover. Like yes. he thinks it's time. You know, yes. sleepovers. Well, twelve years old sleepovers. Those are a big deal, man. Like so be- those are those yes. are big deal sleepovers. So he's asking Winnie if he should ask Evan to have a sleepover. But the event they're going to before the sleepovers, him and him and Evan are seeing a movie. They're going to a movie together, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it because uh, Nick asks Winnie, he's like, so when we go to the movie, should I save him a seat right next to me? Or is that is that weird? Is that too weird? I knew it was weird. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> he's, cl- he's classic overthinking. He's overthinking every little thing. That's it. I, I wrote like being like seeing him do that. I was like, oh my God, he's just overthinking this to death because he just wants it to be so pretty. He's just so <laughs> desperate to have a best friend that he's, he's put, get it, putting all these expectations on it that it's never going to live up to. No. Or no. Yeah. Or Nick. Well, you know, we're seeing the darker side of Nick on this where, you know, I, you know, desperation doesn't look good on it. That that yeah. cool confidence, that cool podcaster's confidence is is when he's at his best. Yeah, I mean, even in desperation, though, he's he has a certain charm to him, to where it's you know it's not annoying or it it's it's more lovable loser than anything. It's not annoying, so he's that's true. We love Nick. Yeah, the stick. He's the star. Oh yeah, absolute star. Okay, so 
Then after that, quick hard cut, and we'd see uh, Sophie's parents in a good mood. So I don't know if you had anything for this because I thought this was crazy. Oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. They this- so he so he just so they, their son, uh, Sophie's older brother. I forget if they mentioned his name, but yeah. they find out that he just got accepted into Harvard. And- Early admission. Early admission into Harvard, they not only do they have a cake decked out in the Harvard colors and the Harvard seal and everything, but then they have Harvard sweatshirts for each each family member, so Sophie included. Sophie's rocking yep. the Harvard sweater. Yep. <laughs> and then the, their son drops the line where he goes, I want to thank you guys for realizing five years ago that harvard would need a french horn player in their orchestra coming up <laughs> and then sophie's like that's why you play the french horn unreal the, that that's unbelievable that's where those college counselors though they're coming in clutch you can't that get that is, kind of that kind of detailed information if you're not if you're not hiring a college counselor listen I don't know if I'm just going to be the worst parent ever in the history of parents, but I would never do that. That sounds crazy. That's how you end up with this, just like a, a lunatic robot child. I, I don't know. But anyways, what if you didn't like the French horn? That's what, that's all I'm saying. Like, what if you didn't like the French horn? Well, he's, he's he just, obviously he just has to play it through. He just has to play it through college and then, through, then he uh, can drop it, you know? That was wild. I, I like I did they have to figure out if people actually do stuff like that because that oh, I'm is sure. Just, I'm you sure really do think do. like that that kind of research and so like parents are doing research like okay between Yale, Harvard, Brown, um, their orchestra. This is their orchestra lineup. They have two juniors and three sophomores. So with our child, they should be a clarinet. I gu- I guarantee you, somebody somewhere is doing that kind of. That kind of heavy lifting, that kind of research, I guarantee. Because you, you have, you have the. Remember the um, the the Lori La Lori Laughlin college admissions scandal, where there was a guy who all he did for his job was help people forge documents to get into college. So I guarantee you, there's somebody out there that's like doing that kind of research, and like per- pay. Like charging rich fucking assholes to to get that information. I guarantee you somebody's doing it. No, if not, I need to start doing it because that's a great idea. Go to a community college. Go to a trade school. You, you'll make a lot of money. Go be a roughneck uh, and work in the oil field. Make a ton of money for five years and then go chill. <laughs> <laughs> college is a scam. <laughs> No, but like that was that really was just absolutely wild to me that people would go to those kind of lengths or maybe i just don't or maybe my expectations are too just are just too low because like well cool just go to state school it's fine you'll get in no big deal yeah um, but also i have one more thing like her uh, like speaking of hard-ass parents her mom looked at Sophie when she was getting down on a little bit of cake and she's like, enjoy it while you can. No oh. carbs starting back tomorrow. Yeah, going and back all on I the diet. Think, yeah, I just, you know, you just can't uh, mess with uh, a 12-year-old girl's eating habits like that. You know, like that's oh. a slippery slope, mom. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's how you, that's just, uh, I mean, you know, trigger, tr- tr- trigger content warning here. You know, skip ahead if you need to. But that's a, that's just asking for an eating disorder. Just asking yeah. for it. Absolutely. And 
you know, not to make light of the situation, but uh, here at the Cake Eaters podcast, we do take it personally when uh, moms tell their kids not to eat cake. Yes, any any diet that restricts cake is a is a hard no on us. Hard no. Ever heard of angel food? Like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> Some red velvet. <laughs> yeah, like shit's good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so anyways, yeah, that was, um, that was a great scene. And then it immediately cuts again. So another quick scene cuts boom, again. Boom, boom. Now we're, now we're outside the ice palace. Bombay's locking up. Uh, uh, Alex makes a great one liner. Um, like, Oh, are you sure you need to lock up? Is there anything to steal in there? Um, the vintage Zamboni. Yeah, that shit's expensive. Exactly. And you can get some, some primo dollars from that. And then all of a sudden, you know, who else, who other than our favorite rolls up? Stephanie comes. It's, I, I'm pretty sure it was an Escalade. Was it an Escalade or some form of car like that? It was. I don't think it was exactly an Escalade, but it was Escalade-esque for sure. Yeah. Um, complete. I love that she's driving too. Yeah, she's driving. She's got her husband Clark in the in the back seat, or not the back seat, <laughs> the front shotgun. seat. Ass <laughs> in the back, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie would make him ride in the back taxi style. So I I I was very curious about the vintage Zamboni, about how much that would be worth, and a quick uh, a quick visit to zamboni.com lets me know that the like lowest end Zamboni models where it's basically just a, a small track, like you pull it with a tractor yeah. is $10,000. Oh, the full size machines can be up to low six figures. So Zambonis are expensive. You definitely don't want to lose a Zamboni. If you're running an, an ice palace, that's just riddled with debt. Yeah. Although I, unless, unless you got insurance on it, that insurance money might be nice. The process to get that Zamboni out of there may take as long as uh, the dinner would have taken. I don't know. You, know, you think that could, they, they could have moved quick on that? Yeah, they could have. I gosh, now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't know. I think yeah, they could have moved out. They could have moved it real quick. I mean, the the trouble they would have ran into is getting it started because we've seen that we've seen it break down once or twice. That's what but I was going to say. It's, but if they, it's if, shoddy engine at best. But then we, we saw uh, Bombay fix it by just banging a fucking crowbar uh, <laughs> on it. So that, that whipped it right back into shape. So yeah, what, but those, if they get it started, the, they can get it out real quick. The people stealing the Zamboni wouldn't know how to Fonzie the engine back together. I feel like, so. if, you're, I feel like if you're going out of your way to steal a Zamboni, you know a little bit about Zambonis. Well, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good there's, point. There's, well, no, there's no novice Zamboni stealers, you know? Yeah, that's and that's I'm not sure a part time job. That's a it's a full dedicated career. There's there's no way that the black market Zamboni ring like that's probably a dark place, man. That's uh, it's like dark dark web stuff, the black market. I don't Zamboni. I don't know. I don't know. Do you if you get Dealings. a you get a vintage Zamboni that Gordon Bombay, the hockey icon, the godfather of hockey, used <laughs> Minnesota Miracle Man. That that kind of memorabilia, that's probably worth some worth some change. <laughs> uh, all right, so Zamboni ran aside, vintage Zamboni ran aside. Um, 
This was classic Stephanie um, in the car talking about they're going to uh, Bellegarde Kitchen. Bombay cracks a bad joke that just didn't land. He's got a lot of weird cheesy jokes. That I thought it was. I, I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great joke because they complained they made a wrong turn and they ended up in the bad neighborhood, is what Stephanie says. <laughs> and she she mentions that somebody threw a beer a bottle uh, or a beer glass or whatever it was at their at their car, beer bottle at their car. And yeah. Bombay go, Bombay says, "Well, that's just the local brewery trying out some new marketing techniques." <laughs> <laughs> There's. <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> like the ground is just covered in glass <laughs> like someone's just in the neighborhood throwing bottles around uh dicey dicey at best um but my, so I, you I, I also love that clark doesn't remember alex oh no they've met 12 no. times like just what that, that guy sucks yeah clark clark's a douchebag uh, uh, clark sucks. Yeah, did, had no recollection of alex at all Zero. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. We we met twelve times. Like, and then he she played that perfectly too. Well, yeah, and then he doesn't apologize. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like doubles down being a dick. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. But what? So what I loved. So they, like you mentioned, they pull up in a in an Escalade esque, Escalade esque is quite a quite a phrase there, but an Escalade type car, complete with red seatbelts. What the fuck are these red seatbelts about? Do they even make seatbelts in red? What people that why would you customize? Get, cars, why would you customize it with a with a red, um, a red seatbelt? Is that like is that like a like a Tom Haverford thing? Like with the the red velvet or the the red carpet uh, insoles in your shoes? Like a, I, like I a red so. carpet seatbelt. That was like a like a treat yourself uh, type of weekend. I mean, I don't get it. Like people that have fancy stuff in their cars, like it doesn't make sense. Like give me the factory Mazda um, fresh out of the factory, and you know, no bells whistles. Um, that's that's what I'm about. That's how that's how yeah. life for me. I, it would make more sense to me if any anything else in the car was also red, but it wasn't. The outside was black. <laughs> The interior, besides the seatbelts, was all black, black leather. It looked like so. Why, why the red? Why of all things are you going to customize the seatbelt and then nothing else? <laughs> I actually didn't even notice that. So it's funny that you did. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it because I watched this episode a couple of times. I didn't notice it the first time, but on the second re- uh, rewatch, I was like, "Those seatbelts are red. What is happening?" <laughs> So it was so they they were trying to go to Belgrade the restaurant. They make a wrong yeah. turn. They run into Alex and Bombay. They mentioned that they were going to dinner with friends, but their friends canceled. So Alex and Bombay, you should join us. A nice little yep. little double date, maybe. Yeah, a little double date. Yeah. Cannot wait for this double date. Yeah. Although, I, that would be a hard. Pra- it does. I forget. Does does Bom- I think Bombay says yes, right? I think Alex says no, and Bombay says yes. Yeah, Alex is a hard pass as, in as, Bombay. As you should be. That's a like I don't know what Bombay's doing. It's a hard pass yeah. all the time. Like, that's her. Bo- that's her boss. Like yeah. you know, what, you know what you don't want to like do ten like nine times out of ten is just go have dinner with your boss unexpectedly, especially when your boss is not super nice to you. Yeah, yeah, especially, especially when you work <laughs> for Stephanie. <laughs> like your your boss is like playing psychological like war games with your mind and and that's not what you want to like go have dinner with. No. although 
Bombay, to be fair, Bombay plays this right. Like, hey, this is an obviously a super high class place. Like, hopefully they're covering it. Like, you do the fake go for the check, and you just Ooh. order a really nice steak. On did Clark. they? Did they? Did Clark cover it? I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm I'm assuming that Clark, Clark covered it because Clark, he seems Clark like that me, kind of guy. No, Clark. Clark strikes me as the guy who's not going to cover. He's not going to really. Yeah, you yeah. don't think he's going to try to like. Yeah, you don't think Stephanie is like, I feel like Stephanie would be like, oh, well, don't worry. We'll take this. You're such a, because she's like, she deserves this. She's such a hard worker. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they would do it. It's just like a, like a, a fuck you. I'll pay for it. It's like dinner. a pity. Like, yeah. like, hey, we're, we pity you. So we have so much and you have so little. Yeah. But I guess that, that doesn't cross my mind because I don't have that kind of money. I don't have I don't have fuck you type money. So I can't I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand what it's like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how the other the other half lives. But I, I also they do such a great job with setting Clark up for being such a piece of shit where he can, they come in and he's talking about like how playing hockey in high school or whenever he oh, yeah, played yeah. hockey helps him set up for his financial investing and Bombay taught him discipline. Bombay has the best line of the, the episode right here. It's like, do you ever get punched in the face? <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Like at right, <laughs> right, right in the middle of Clark's hockey makes him a better investor speech. Bombay. Yeah. Have you ever been punched? And then, uh, is it Steph- Stephanie goes, oh, you, are you talking about in hockey? And he goes, hockey, life. I'm sure you've been punching <laughs> both. Like yeah. It's, like, it's absolutely just such an amazing line. <laughs> hockey. <laughs> just, you know, hockey, life, both. I'm, I'm sure one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just, he's like, I'm sure, I'm sure one of them. Doesn't he say, you, I, he says something like, you seem like or you look like somebody who's been punched before. <laughs> Yeah, Bombay just go going hard into it on, uh, uh, and Alex is trying to cover it up because uh, Stephanie's her boss, trying not to try to do damage control. Because even because, yeah. uh, like you said, Stephanie starts talking about how Alex is such a good worker; she always does all this stuff. Um, yeah, like if she, she, she just, starts talking about the pecan pies, yes, about how they they won a case. Everybody got some sweet pecan pies to celebrate, but they didn't give any to Alex. Which is bullshit because I love pecan pie. Like, listen, I know we're a cake eaters podcast, but like, I love a good pie. Love me some pecan pie, maybe some blueberry with some ice cream. Like, I love a good, I, I love a good pie. Sorry for the pie rant, but um, like, I understand her frustration. Like, I love good pecan it, pie. I'd be pissed too. Save it, save it for the the spinoff podcast, the pie eaters. Save that. <laughs> where we where we fully break down, you know, like uh, cr- crust style and texture. Exactly. Yeah. Don't the sleep. Big, the big three. Don't, the big three. <laughs> don't sleep on the graham cracker. Um, but but I also uh, love in in this super awkward interaction about the like where they're talking about like work or something in Bombay is like oh she screams trust me you just don't hear her. and yeah. she's like yeah I scream I love my job and it's like <laughs> so incredibly awkward I I loved everything about that too yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic and then uh, after the or on their way out. Bombay's talking to Alex, and Alex is like kind of chastising Bombay a little bit. He's like, "What are you doing? Like, this is my boss. You can't be like, 
I, we have to be Ugh. we have to be civil. I can't I can't you know be mean to this girl. And then wait before what... before that it's uh we, they they throw down on the mom skills challenge because yes. Stephanie yes. Stephanie gets a text at dinner and she's like oh the wolves parents uh, the, backed out the huskies Heath. the huskies. <laughs> Same, same, same difference. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> the Huskies, um, and and you know we have Steph, the six-year undefeated reigning champion, and Clark is just all about of the, of the slap shot, slap shot challenge, slap, slap shot challenge. Uh, A re- record you know, thirty-nine miles an hour. But who's counting? <laughs> That's what she says to so Clark I'm, when he incorrectly says thirty-eight. I'm convinced that the Huskies were never a part of this. I'm co- so I'm convinced there was there was no friends that they were meeting for dinner. There were the Huskies were not part of the hockey mom challenge. I'm convinced this was a setup. Wow! That's, so like you're thinking conspiracy? Like this goes all the way to the top? So yeah, I my guess is Coach T was talking about was talking with Stephanie because Stephanie's like the the number one team mom. Yeah. He's like, okay, we gotta, we need a team for the hockey, the annual hockey mom challenge. Should we, should we ask the Huskies like we normally do? And Stephanie goes, no, 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 no. Let's, let's get the clowns. Let's get the clowns in here. And so she comes up with this plan to kind of amb. She comes up with this plan to ambush, right? So she, she makes the wrong turn, ends up at the ice palace, interesting, right as they're leaving. And then you do the whole the fake the fake text at dinner. Oh no, the Huskies bailed. Oh no, what are we gonna do? And then, wow, you, know? you think this is one elaborate ruse? Coach T wants to get back at Alex. Stephanie wants to put Alex I think in her place. This is I think Steph- is a- Stephanie is trying to put Alex in her place. I don't think Coach I don't think Coach T is trying to. He doesn't care. I don't think he just he, cares he just much. thinks it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a birds aren't real level conspiracy theory, Brandon. Like this is all, this is intense. First of all, if something's true, it's not a conspiracy theory. So, you know, that's true. That that is true. Birds aren't real. People stay woke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so we gear up. Bombay volunteers. Uh, Alex to compete against Stephanie in the Slapshot Challenge because he's pissed. Bombay yeah. is like, hey. Let me get Alex her pie. You know, nobody yep. messes with the single mom that I'm crushing on. I'm I'm Bombay. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody touches my girl. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so he so, he volunteers them and then yeah, doubles down and, and is and, like and is like Alex will beat you at the slapshot challenge. Yeah. And 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 that's where Alex is like, hey, you can't do this. This is my boss. Like, I can't compete against my boss. Yes. She has to win. Yes, but that's when Bombay, <laughs> Bombay lays the great line where he goes, maybe in the office you have to, like, bow down to her and give her what she wants. But that's what hockey's for. You can fight back in hockey. You got, you got a problem with a coworker? Take it to the ice. Well, and then, and then after that, we've got um, Sophie – Forging the signature. Yes, straight up. That is, yeah, that is not her John Hancock. So she is, she forges. It's not looking good, but she's officially a don't bother now. Um, uh, well, now that contract is is null and void because it's a it's a forgery. Yeah, but Le- legally she's not a don't bother. Legally, she, she le- legally she should be in jail. 
I mean, listen, we don't know the how official these contracts were that she is signing, but for all intents and purposes, uh, she's a don't bother. That's just that's just what's that's just what's I, going I am on. I am coming down a little hard on her. As somebody who's forced yeah. a permission slip once or twice in my life. I get it. I get it. I never had to because I'm smart. I should probably. We should probably. We should probably cut that out though, just for legal reasons. I don't want to. You know. <laughs> you I don't want. I don't want anything coming back on me. <laughs> you know. You don't want Denver Public Schools coming back on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so so we get Sophie with the forgery. Sophie hands in the permission slip. Everyone's excited, and then it's it's the moment of truth for our good friend Nick. And he asks Evan mm-hmm. to sleep over. Yes. He asks Evan to sleep over. Uh, it's a little awk. It's a little awkward. He He's a little overexcited. You can feel it. He's excited. He's nervous. He's probably been over thinking about this all day. Um, but he gets the yes. And best friend zone. Here we come. Yes. Best friend zone. Best friend train pulling into the station. We're ready to go. Yeah. And then... Evan realizes that that Coob is looking a little down. Yeah, he's the same. That's what he says when he asks him how he's doing. He's the same. Yes, and if Coob and he's even, feeling the heat. Coob, yeah, he has a Coob has a moment of of self realization where he's like, "I I fucking suck at this." Yeah. Like you, Evan, you scored the goal last game, which is tight, great for you. But then yeah. I let in seventeen goals, which is unacceptable. Yeah. And you're you're and, right, Coob. It is unacceptable. Yeah, and 12 before that, 39 goals in two games. So, um, you know, wonder, that's, that's, so I wonder what is like his uh, his save percentage is. It's probably it's four, 4%, maybe? I'm going to say 4%. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Koo gets the pity invite, but, you know, Evan just sees someone really down on his luck and realizes that if they're ever going to fix this goalie situation, they've got to get Koo's back right. Because right now mm-hmm. he can't some, move his feet and he's feeling really sad. Yeah, we need some some actual team bonding, not the the stupid icebreaker nonsense. We need some actual team bonding. We got to raise the spirits here. Yeah, and the what what way to do it than a sleepover? You know, that's where yeah. that's where true alliances are forged in your youth. Exactly. Yeah, if I've learned anything from from childhood movies. It's the sleepover is where unbreakable bonds are made. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, you know, Nick, you can see a little bit of jealousy coming through, but he's he's like, okay, you know, whatever. Me and me and Evan can still be best friends, but Coop can come too. Um, And then we're cutting again. We're done. We're done with that scene. We're moving over. We got the first don't bothers mom's practice with our boy Bombay dusting off the the skates dusting and off the skates co- and coaching. he's and he's rocking the sickest sherwood hockey stick it's it's an old it's made out of wood i don't know how old that stick is but it's got to be early night it's probably from the first movie that sherwood it made completely out of wood which you don't see they don't even make i don't think they make wood hockey sticks anymore it's all composite carbon fiber you know super crazy stuff now but Bombay's still rocking the old school, just straight wood hockey stick. Gotta love it. What a good catch. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, then I the love beat. the intros. We gotta talk about the intros. Oh, the, the moms, that was, yes. 
the mom intros were, were excellent. And I'm so glad they did that with the moms because they did it with the kids too. And right off the bat, we've been waiting for this for a while. We yes. knew they were going to be great. Nick's yes. moms, and they come in and they roast him right yes. off the bat. Because if they have to spend one more weekend at a farmer's market, they're going to lose their minds. Which, yeah. like, I don't get me wrong. I, love- I, didn't, I didn't take that as a roast down Nick, though. I took that as... They were thanking Alex for starting the team because now they have something to do. Because I, what? Because I mean, Nick was doing the podcast, so I'm assuming on the weekends he was going with Mary Jo and broadcasting each of these games. And the moms were like, "We don't have fucking anything to do. I guess we'll go to a farmers market." But now they can go watch. They can, watch. They can go watch Nick play. I took it as Nick would, had nothing to do. He was making them go to a whole bunch of farmers markets. I don't think you understand that he finally has a life. I don't think you understand how much work goes into the number two Southeast Minnesota youth hockey podcast. He's I, he's I didn't think all his weekends much. doing that. But they seemed great and very kind. Oh, and they very were supportive. Moms. They were very they were very sweet. They were very supportive in their each special way. Yeah. You know? Um. <laughs> They were, yeah, they were just as adorable as I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I, a great couple. Um, and then I thought they did an excellent job with Maya's mom, too. Well, so Maya's mom <laughs> was my favorite because the she does. So, she, 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 so everybody, when they're introducing themselves, they're all showing pictures of the kids on the phone. Classic. Um, yeah. And then Maya's mom goes, uh, are we, we moved, she moved here a couple of years ago with Maya, moved from the big city. From and the city. From the city. And I loved this so much because as somebody who's dealt with with so many people from the East Coast, whenever – that's just the thing that they say is the city, and they're referring to New York City. And they say it, and if you're not from the East Coast, you have no idea what they're fucking talking about because, the hey, they're in the Twin Cities right now. What are you talking about? You moved from the city. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But of course she means New York city. And Alex even calls her out. She goes, Oh, what, what city? Yeah. New York city. And then she does it again when she's talking to Bombay. She's like, Oh, I, I used to run through the city uh, with my stroller or whatever. And Bombay goes, what, what city are you talking about? New York. But yeah. like, so it's, it's just, it's, it was, I loved it. It was a I perfect illustration too. of like East coast, Midwestern, like personalities mixing because just the, the standard East coastness of like everybody assuming, just assuming everybody knows what you're talking about. So I will contradict you a little bit because it's also on the West coast. Like there's, there was the whole bit in letter Kenny, um, shout out to that show again, <laughs> where they're like, uh, from LA, like in, in LA, we only take like shots of wheatgrass and yeah, LA. but like, but we they don't take regular but, shots, but they call it, LA. but there's, they call it in LA. LA. They don't call it the city. You know, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's calling it the city as if there's no other cities that are, that are around. And, and not realizing that like which is, people which is in the Midwest a, don't give a fuck. No, nobody, they don't care about New they York. They don't, they don't care. They really don't. Like, you know what they care? They care that gas just went up 10 cents and the, <laughs> and that the, the drugstore is switching over from the local to CVS. That's what they care about. Yeah. Yeah. They have no, no time for New York at all. No time. Keep your but big apple. I loved that. I loved that bit so much though. I love that they, <laughs> they did it again too. They doubled down, did it twice. I, 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 yeah, I, I thought that was great that they, that they did that. Um, 
And then uh, they they threw out uh, Sam's mom, wild card, uh, yes. less broken stuff in the yes. house. She now, was like, thank God for, give, for giving my kids something to do. I appreciate yeah. it. Less broken stuff. Yeah. I couldn't imagine um, my Mama D, if I would have been that destructive, I, there would have been death sentence. Just, yeah. you know, signed, sealed, and delivered to me. No destruction. <laughs> Only cleanliness. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what that, that poor mom has to deal with on like a, or had to before the hockey team had to deal with on a daily basis of just him, too much energy. Yeah. Breaking glass all the time. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. <laughs> And, and then they go to Lauren's mom, who lo- is just Lauren is just a looks, chip ex- off the old looks block. exactly like her, exactly like her. Great casting, great casting, great, excellent casting. There, she's a dentist. I think that's like that they run yeah. their own dentist practice. I think it's yeah. perfect. And they so, met, they mentioned so, how how well hockey has treated their family because of all the the dentist appointments. <laughs> I thought that was a great joke. Like that was very well done because that's definitely something a dentist would say introducing <laughs> themselves to new parents, like. Um, and then just boy, just the saddest. Uh, uh, Lo- we, we get we get Logan's dad. I was hoping for it at the end of the Ugh. last episode when we get it. <laughs> R- we get it. R.I.P. Logan's dad. It was it was just as sad as I thought it was going to be. It was perfect. Boy, that was um, that was cringe, as the youths would say. Yes, right I lo- I lo- uh, that was very cringe. I love how he goes. I'm I'm mainly here because I need to I need to see that there's still good women out in the world after because yes. he, he gives the he gives a good a little bit more story on the uh the mom cheating on him a little bit. She's like she was an architect. She said she had to stay late for work to work or stay late at work to kind of go over the blueprints. Turns out the blueprints were named Tom and yep. then <laughs> just lot has lost all faith in humanity. And then yeah, so that's when Bombay skates out with yeah. his with his sick ass stick. Um, Hang pops, in there, buddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They say. yeah, they do. Alex says to they, they, so every, everybody. There, everybody turns back and just like wide eyed looks at Logan Stan and it's like I don't know how to handle the situation and they're just like <laughs> uh, buck up, buddy. You got this. You got this. <laughs> and, and then and then Bombay coming in like, hey, I'm born Bombay. Minnesota Miracle Man might have heard of me. Yeah, and <laughs> of course like, nobody no. does now. No, 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 no. One, no one knows who you are, and he's a little disappointed. Yeah, he, yeah, he looked genuinely shocked for somebody who, yeah. for somebody who has hidden himself away in uh, in a, a pretty much an abandoned ice rink. He's shocked <laughs> that nobody knows who he is. <laughs> I thought the same thing, uh, and um, but he's practicing. He's he's having them hit the ice, figuring out strengths and weaknesses. Realizes exactly. he's, it's mostly he, weaknesses. He goes into full on coach mode because yeah. at the end of the the was it the last episode that the, he took the sign down, right? Yep. Yeah. Hockey's allowed now. Hockey's and he's he's loving it. He's back yep. into it. You can see him. He's full coach mode. He's smiling. He's having fun. He's light granted this eyes. is this is just with the moms. It's not with any of the kids, but you can see it. It's it's coming around. It's coming around. And and you've got Maya's mom. This is where although the, although the, the, the smiling, I was gonna say the smiling and the happiness may not have been hockey related. It may have just been mom related. Like this, yeah. Well, he's in a rink full of moms. This yeah. is Bombay's bread and butter, right? This here. is, like this is his happy place. Yeah, he's he's in a good he's in a good place. But they, they <laughs> but and so uh, Maya's mom is the fast mom. We saw we saw that. Um, yes, speedster. Speedster Lauren's uh, d- mom, uh, the dentist, is the sharpshooter, 
And then we get a little flirting, you know, calling Alex a superstar, giving her a wink. Yep. What's up, superstar? Let's do some, some so much sexual attention shooting. in that. Oh man! Between, like, between and then, that and then her her response where she goes, "Oh who me?" She's well, like, yeah. "You could uh, you could cut the sexual attention with a knife." <laughs> <laughs> like in the old Looney Tunes. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, and then and then boom, we're cutting again, and we're to the sleepover, and we've yep. got. We've got Evan and Nick playing cards, um, talking about superpowers. Um, Evan wants to fly. Nick, surprisingly, oh, goes love- <laughs> in. This is a great interchange. Uh, goes invincibility. And then Evan immediately is like, whoa, going with a kind of a creepy superpower there, buddy. And so, well, <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's, and then they, they then, it's like, oh, so no, it's not creepy. It just, be able to secretly watch everyone. Okay, I see. I yeah, see. I, I, I get the convenience now. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, I do, I do love the because it's such a such a middle school like theory, theoretical question to like talk about what superpower you would have. I specifically yeah. remember asking other kids this when I was in middle school. Like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? That's a great That's a, one. Yeah, and I assume kids are still talking about it to this day. Especially now you got all the Marvel movies. Superpowers yeah. must just be on the tip of everybody's tongue in middle school. Yeah. It's 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 a great question, but they're realizing very quickly Coob. Although they is both had separated. Not yeah. feeling it. Coob is Coob is very separated. Yes. He's not in the card game. He's not answering the questions. He's glued glued to his phone. Glued to his glued phone. Glued to his phone. They're speaking words to him and he is not hearing them. This is just the date. Like I hope parents are watching right now. The dangers of uninterrupted screen time. That's what this is. And it's so much so that they have to, they have to text him and he says, to get his attention. and he just says, K <laughs> he just hits him with a K. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did, what, what, was he playing a game? What was he doing on there? I, I don't know if they I mentioned I don't think so. I don't think that. I think he's just always doing some sort of movement on his phone, whether it's game or social mediaing. I mean, these days, kids spend hours on YouTube watching other kids play video games. It's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Or, or they- that was like the worst part growing up, waiting for your turn <laughs> to go on the Nintendo when you're playing the one player games. And now it's, kids it is, just watch it, other kids play. I don't get it. Whatever. That's I've funny. I've watched a few uh, video game like YouTube stuff, but mostly no, mostly for games that I'm like learning how to play. So you like watch somebody who's like you know it's just it's just like watching it's like watching film it's like going going back and like looking at at film tape because you're like okay yeah it's like I I I don't know how to play this game. Let me watch somebody who does know how to play this game. You know, and then you so so like I can see in this sector if I have my my sniper rifle and I throw a grenade from this particular tree, I will be able to take out the enemy's backline. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, you see like you can walk, you can pick up on like the good hiding spots for like certain maps and stuff, all that kind of stuff. It's just you know, it's another it's another tool to to get better. I definitely don't. Uh, watch a ton of them though actually i I don't i I don't even really play video games anymore this was back in the day i've been playing a lot more video games lately but it's because i bought this super badass like it's like a like the the classic playstation but they somehow 
hacked it or whatever. So it doesn't just have like those classic PlayStation games. It has every video game ever for like PlayStation, Super Nintendo. Anyways, okay. maybe I shouldn't say anything, but fuck yeah. yeah EA. Sounds, I thought I wasn't sure if it was going to work, but it does. <laughs> and it's awesome. Uh, actually, this morning I was actually just playing uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Super Nintendo game. And okay. it, it, it rocked. And then I got to this part where I just... I just couldn't get past it. Anyways, video so that, games were that, a lot harder than that. I would be a good spot to to watch watch somebody on YouTube play that that specific level. He get some get some tips. All right, I'm gonna have to look there. Yeah, because I did I, get stuck. I did recently um, dust off the the GameCube. I yes. uh, I've been playing. I've played that a little bit. I got NHL Hits 2002, just a okay. classic game. It's got you know <laughs> Rolling by Limp Biscuit as the theme song. Just uh, there's something about that that song that just fucking pumps me up, dude. I love that song. Listen, my, my guilty pleasure surprises me about you being a big Fred Durst guy. Oh, I love Fred Durst. I mean, he's actually a crazy talented, just like creative guy. He's like started direct. He's directed a couple movies now. There, uh, I've watched. I watched one. I forget the name of it. I watched one of them. It was pretty good. But I forget um, the name of the song. But the best Slim Biscuit song is the one with Method Man. Um, Oh shoot! What is the name of that one? In together now. Okay, that's not that's the, the best, best one. That's yeah, not, it is. No, the best one's Nookie. <laughs> Anyways, how, all right. So, what kind of what kind of trash opinion is that? It, that's how you know somebody has trash music taste when they think Nookie is not the best Limp Bizkit song. It's ridiculous. Not, I mean, it's good. It's just it just got played out. I just I love the the B side track with method Man. you know you know what that tells me Heath? that tells me that what? you don't do it for the nookie that's what that tells <laughs> all right so back to the show away from the insane sidebar tangent so we get to alex practicing one-on-one with bombay for the slap shot challenge gearing yes. up ready to go first slap shot out of the gate it, she puts it into sleep mode only 15 miles an hour it's looking yep. rough Stephanie is going to murder her yes. because you know she's obsessively practicing. That's, that's more more than more than double. She's got to more than double that to to catch Stephanie. But you know what, Bombay, what does Bombay say? He says, uh, "You're you're driving in the school zone right now." Yeah, she, she's <laughs> in the school zone, and Bob, Bombay is playing her string. He's he's playing her like a fiddle, like he's yes. plucking those strings, coaching her. Co- coach to, Yep, he's in full coach mode. No longer is Alex going to be a punching bag of Stephanie. She's mm-hmm. going to be a strong, independent female warrior, just like Lauren is from the team. That should be who she looks up to. Um, and so they start talking about like a, a string of murders that was two blocks away from the Ice Palace while, <laughs> while she was getting uh, wine. Uh, we decided, I don't. I can't remember why it came up. I was like, oh, okay, that's a. That's a safe place, but we find out Alex had to drop out of law school when she had Evan because she had to take uh, take care of him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, she could have been in Stephanie's position. So Bombay is playing up that inner rage, and then boom, we get Alex with a twenty-five mile an hour slap shot, still yes. fourteen, still Using, fourteen off from Stephanie. And yeah, but but a ten mile an hour jump—that's that's good. You can work with that. You channel that anger and you get 10 miles an hour. That's pretty solid. Now, that's true. Because now, now she, she knows where the power is coming from. She's got the raw power. You just got to – now you just got to work on the technique. You got to tighten up the technique, and then that 
could get you to 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 about forty miles an hour, which is my only issue is not fast is, at all. No, and uh, my my issue is she's practicing on a mat um, with boots on, where she's yeah, going to no be on skates, uh, I believe, in the competition. And so, I mean, that's going to take a ton of torque off of this shot. There's so a whole fifteen. It's going to be lucky if she gets yeah, fifteen. Yeah. There's a whole uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode about the specific scenario where Mac is practicing a slap shot uh, on uh, on with sneakers on, with shoes on, instead of ice skates. And then when he gets out, when he puts the ice skates on to finally go do it at the the NHL game, he slips and falls. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a classic episode. Yeah. Um, but before this scene ends, because we're getting ready to cut again really quick, but before it ha- does, Bombay does like the little, ooh, let me show you how to slap shot. And there's some awkward moment. And then Alex takes off off the ice and Bombay kind of gives a sly grin. So yes. they're really setting up mm-hmm. the Alex Bombay. You know, yeah, it's, get- it's going to happen soon. Yeah, we get some, so much more sexual tension. We get the first, the, like the first little hip touch. Because Bombay yeah. is trying to to give her some technique, and he does the, you know, kind of like you're teaching somebody how to like swing a golf club. You come behind him. Yeah, it's it's a it's a classic putt putt golf date move. Yes, yeah, like, so tra- oh, tried and true. As somebody never, somebody who worked at a, somebody who worked at a mini golf place, I used that move many a times. It's a tried and true putt putt golf maneuver. Hey, Did uh, not land at at Adventure Golf and Raceway. They refer to that as the Brandon. <laughs> I I pity every uh, high school girl in Denver during the 2000s. That's wow. I I actually only I only did that move on one girl. I had a I had a very <laughs> very steady girlfriend throughout high school, so she was the only one who who benefited from the from that move. <laughs> and I said, and benefited is probably a very generous word. <laughs> and so so after Bombay gets shut down by Alex. We, we go back to Nick's house and we see Nick's moms coming in. No screens oh. after 10 PM. Yep. No screens after 10 PM, which, so I had, I had real issues. Not only is it a no screens past 10 PM rule, it's a get, give me your phone at 10 PM. Or I think it was even earlier than that. Was it 10 PM? I thought it was earlier. It was 10 PM. 10 PM. Okay. But- so my thing is, it's and a, that's a, that's over a, with friends. Like, let them have their phones. It's not a school night. You know, it's a sleepover with friends. I'm assuming it's a weekend. Like, let them have oh, yeah. their phones. And let so, hang out. I had real issue with this. Uh, again, going to to my spinoff podcast, uh, Brandon's Parenting Corner. I had a real issue with this because I, I get the no screens at past 10 p.m. I get that. That's solid. Even for a sleepover, I get it. Solid. Let them communicate. Let them bond with each other. My yeah. issue is you don't need to take the kid's phone, especially the some a kid that's not your kid. Don't take their phone. You know what if what if their parent needs to get in contact with them? You know, there's emergency. God forbid, there's an emergency or something like that. And then just like personal property kind of stuff. Like don't take don't take the kid's fucking phone. Just be like, hey, we have no, we have like a no screens past 10 p.m. rule. And then, you know, Nick, Nick would have kept him in check. Nick would have been like, hey, put your phone away. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to take the kid's phone. There's, there's no regulating that. Um, but I, I think that it just, I understand if, the rule. If I, think if I was, if I was Evan, we could look at this side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be 
the normal thing to do is sleep over just whatever, let them do what they want. But you know, if, if I ever, if my kid comes back from a sleepover and they're like, yeah, their parents took my phone from like 10 PM to 9 AM when I woke up, I'd be like, okay, you're never sleeping over there again. You know, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with your, with it, with your phone, you know, they could but, be doing anything. They could be making freaking collect calls to China. They could be downloading God knows what. Well, it's Nick's moms. They would never do such a thing. But well, I, that's I true. Nick, Nick's moms wouldn't do it. But I, you know, not every not every couple is as wholesome as Nick's moms. Okay. But but boy, do we get the once again Disney reminding the dangers of excess screen time because Coob is tore up, toe up from the flow <laughs> oh, up, as lose, the youth say. He loses his mind. Nick even. Nick even suggests like, okay, we can just go to bed then. And he goes, I can't, I swipe myself to sleep. I can't fall asleep without my phone. <laughs> when, he, when he said that, I was like, wait a second. They don't get that. That, that makes me think of Tinder. You know what I mean? Like there's oh, like yeah. Coob's, Tinder, you know? Coob, like, Coob is all over Coob's Tinder. Tinder? Coob okay, is all okay. over Tinder. I, I just, I, I didn't see it. But anyways, yeah. And then, but I love it because Nick being the best always instantly goes into fun mode and he's like all right <laughs> operation get Coob's phone back which is like this whole this has been a very sitcom episode right like the quick cuts going through like you like we talked about setting up all the different characters getting a little background detail um <clears throat> so they they go downstairs nick has another good line oh what how dare his mom's hide the phones under his lucky lamp like yeah, what a his what lucky a, lamp what a betrayal of trust there. Um, but I, I love that. also love that uh, Coob calls his own phone and uh, leaves himself a voicemail. He's like, hey, Coob, <laughs> yes. it's okay. I love you. <laughs> you're going to make it through. You can do this. Then, what's, what's he say? It's like, he's like, if you're listening to this, you got your phone back. You made it. <laughs> you made it. And, then, and then Nick, uh, this is another, like, what, oh, I don't know. How do we distract them? All my moms like are moderate hikes and show tunes, <laughs> <laughs> which is another amazing line. And then Coob just out of nowhere. Oh, he lights up. He's like, show tunes. Did you say abs- show tunes? And then, wow, does Coob absolutely blow away Les Miserables. Like, just the, 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 he was, he was not less miserable singing that. It was just, it was beautiful and poetic. And he had absolutely captured, he killed it. I'm assuming with my rough knowledge of of this kind of stuff, but I'm assuming that's him actually singing. It, it sounded very, it sounded it like looked. his voice. It didn't. It didn't look like like they were. I mean, granted, they were probably like that take. They were probably lip syncing, and he did it in the sound yeah. booth. But it sounded like his voice. Yeah, it, you can usually tell when it's they're lip syncing someone else's voice mm-hmm. um, on a movie, and yeah, it definitely looked like it was it was him singing it. I I, like, I, gu- it. I guarantee you that was that was part of the audition process for this character. Is they were like, we need. There's this crucial scene where he sings a show tune. We need a kid who can sing a show tune. And and what a tune. You know, that is yeah. no that is no easy song to to go out there and and crush, you know. He's to to go up there and hang with the likes of Anne Hathaway um and, and when to dream a dream like that just wonderful. Great job, Coop. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah, he's he should be 
on he should be in the theater department and not be playing uh goalie for a hockey team. Well, that's what, that's all I could think of. It's like, listen, if this guy is not in show choir or some form of mm-hmm. competition, singing competitions, like with especially with the, the, the way Pitch Perfect has brought all that back, you know, within Glee, Pitch Perfect, like how has Coob not been grabbed by by one of the acapella groups? Yeah, or even just because middle schools do plays all the time. How's he? Why is he not? Why is he not in the theater team? The theater department. The theater team. It's definitely not a team. It's a department. But hey, but they work together like a team. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't have a play without teamwork. And listen, you don't want the wrath of theater kids, man. They, no. they'll, they'll they'll get you at your soul. Yeah. And you won't see it coming. No, I definitely don't want to upset any theater kids. I try. I try to stay as far away from them throughout my high school years as possible because they scare me. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> Um, and, but then, so they get it, and and like it's just another really quick scene. He Coop sings, uh, <laughs> Coop sings. They get the phone, they celebrate. Boom, the phone dies, and Coop's like, "Hey, it's okay because that was really fun. I don't need my phone to have fun." And then he jumps in real hot. Hey, can can we slumber party tomorrow? And <laughs> yeah. and then, double sound. He's like, "This is the best sound of my life. Let's do it again." Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, we did sleepovers. It's it's fun. It, it's it's just like cookies. You know, if you eat ten cookies, you're not going to feel good. You know, but if you eat one really good cookie, you're going to feel great." Yeah, and that's less, just the one. Less is more. That's great. Great life advice. Less is more. <laughs> less is more. Um, we got Coach T coming in hot, yelling because uh, she because Sophie has to bail on. Um, the Ducks practice for the Model UN. She's representing Belgium. Well, she, she some waffles. No, 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 no. Well, don't she, bother. Don't, don't bother. She yeah, she, yeah, she's sorry. at the don't bother's practice, but she has to bail because she has to go to the Ducks practice. But so she's tell, having the mother-daughter practice. Yes, but so so she tells Alex that she has to go to Model UN yeah. um, because she still hasn't. Because she, she forged the signature, so Alex thinks that she had the talk with her parents so that she's on the Don't yeah. Bothers. She hasn't had the talk with her parents, so she's still pulling double duty, trying to yeah. thread this needle here. But so, yeah, so she runs to the Ducks practice from the Don't Bothers practice, not thinking to take off her Don't Bothers jersey. So she shows up at and the Ducks practice, takes a, takes a coat off, and then is wearing the Don't Bother jersey. And that's when the Coach T pops off with the clown line again. Why yeah. is she? Why is she wearing a clown suit? Why is she in the clown suit? But uh, before that, he also has a, a great line. Before, like as she's running in, Coach T is coaching up the moms. He's like, "All right, moms, I know you have jobs and kids, but this is sloppy." Like I, I love <laughs> Coach T is not letting up the pheasants, whether they're youth or their moms, like they're all pheasants in his eye was, and they need to skate better. I was really hoping for some more, some more letter Kenny lines. You know, I was hoping I, for, for some pheasants again, some Bardownskis, you know, a little wheel snipe Selly. I'm, I make, I, I really thought that they were going to get some more coach T coaching the ducks moms, but that's okay. Cause then he like, what's she doing in the clown suit? We see Sophie and, um, and her parent and Sophie takes off. She doesn't know what to do. Oh yeah, she yeah. She she panic runs. Panic runs. Panic runs, and so she. And then we realize she panic runs to the ice palace. But who is there already waiting? Her parents. They drive fast when they're mad. Says Evan. 
Well, they just had to. They just had to beat a twelve-year-old running uh, on yeah. skates. <laughs> on yeah, on skates. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and it's it's clearly far enough because at the beginning of the episode, when she's going back and forth, she's taking the bus. So it's clearly yeah. far enough to where <laughs> a car would it's, easily be so bad. And and so she's talking to her parents. And so her mom is like, well, what about Model UN? Who's going to represent Belgium? And <laughs> and Evan, in the most Evan shut the fuck up moment, yeah. goes, I, I will represent Belgium. And it's just, damn it, Evan, don't you see that this is not the time yeah. for your so, Sophie's wannabe mom. quick wit? Yeah. Your your jokes that don't land. Your, he's he's taking too many too many cues for Bombay. Jokes that just aren't aren't quite landing. Not but quite so, landing. Sophie's and, and, mom and correctly Sophie's shuts mom. her down. So shuts him down. So yeah, that's saying, that was that wasn't the point, Evan. Yeah, because he is a loser, and ducks are winners, and that is loser think. Well, it, okay, to, in, to in, say things like that. In yeah, in Sophie's mom's defense, she doesn't she doesn't look at Evan and tell Evan he's a loser. <laughs> he says the don't bothers are losers. <laughs> She is good as tells him to his face that he's a loser. Oh well, yeah, well yeah. She uh, with with Evan and then Alex walking up the stairs right in earshot. She says, "Yeah, the don't bothers are losers." Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it, it very much when Alex walks up with that line, it's like, okay, Evan's definitely your kid. Same stupid ass lines. Yeah, what does she say? She's like, "We're not losers, even though we've lost every single game, and we got lost on our way to one of them, or something like that." <laughs> they um, got lost on the way from the from the locker room to the ice, which uh, was yeah. a, that was actually a really excellent line. I really love that. <laughs> but so then uh, they're trying and to. They, she's, and they're she's, talking shit, and uh, what they, one of the Ducks' moms is in the Olympics. It was an Olympic hockey player. You find out. Yeah, so so that's when Sophie kind of gets the bright idea because she she's telling her parents like I can't be my best self when I'm playing on the ducks, I hate them. They're mean. I don't want to, I don't want to play for them. Her parents are still not having it at all. They're not having it at all. So she, Sophie throws out the idea of if the don't bothers beat them in the mom challenge, then she could play for the don't bothers. If not, yep. then she'll drop the whole thing and she'll go be miserable as a duck. Yeah. Yep. And then that's when, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sophie's mom is like, you realize one of the ducks moms went to the Olympics for hockey. <laughs> and Alex is like, "Oh, what the thing with the rings? Like, who can't win once every four years? Big whoop. yeah, yeah, yeah. Try winning every year, and then get back to me." Uh, and so, and so then we're, and then we're there. Then, then it's game time. We got Coach T introducing. We're we're getting it started. Coob has come out of his shell. He's trying to lead the wave in the stands. We didn't we didn't get a Coob? We didn't get Coob's mom, did we? No, we we haven't seen the Coob the the Coob parents at all. They they were not involved in the hockey moms. Is that the only one we didn't get to see? I'm trying to think. I think yeah, I think we got to see everybody else's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. I wonder if I wonder if they're um if we'll if we'll f- figure out who they are later in the series, but for right now Coob is. What if he doesn't um, have any parents? What if he's? What if he's living in that basement by himself? Jeez, that's not going to be that dark. I mean, sure, Disney loves to give us trauma like the Lion King and you know the that uh, the Fox and the Hound. You know, like just yeah. really 
immediately trying to pick up on childhood traumas, but I don't think they're going to do that here with this. Right. But be, it be was a great, nice to great see origin Coop story for Coop. Or maybe 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 they maybe they kind of no because they they do Evan and Nick meet his I, th- I think they meet his mom because they mentioned somebody at in the first episode when they're going to find Coop. They mentioned somebody let him in and they came downstairs and I th- I think they they mentioned that it's his mom. Yeah. So he does have a mom, but maybe, maybe, maybe that's how we get Coob to be a good goalie. Maybe we gotta, maybe we gotta kill a parent or two for the origin <laughs> story, for him to, you know, finally realize how great of a goalie he can be. He becomes the Batman of goalies exactly. after his parents get murdered. What, what <laughs> better way to to start this story off? <laughs> yes, hello, Master Coob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so we got the relay race. It's rocking and rolling. Coop had the wave going, but we see the Ducks moms win the relay race. And But while the relay race is going, Clark, our boy Clark, is back. He's being the worst and uh, just, Im- just, imitating Bombay. <laughs> just straight parodying him. Just like right after he says it, just repeats what he says. And, and classic, then, uh, classic Clark. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, and then shout out to Lauren's mom for winning the sniper shot challenge. Yeah. The, the, you know, like she, she absolutely did that. They didn't, we, we didn't see how it got to five, like it was five, four after the relay race. We didn't see how it got to five, four. Yeah, um, but, and but then it was five, five after the, uh, the target challenge. Yeah. They, the, they only showed us, a glimpse at two events and the two events they showed were even like real quick. They weren't, yeah. they were, they didn't, they must not have, they must not have had a lot of footage to kind of draw for them. So they were like, we gotta, we gotta speed this along. Just get to the yeah, snapshots. We're, we're moving right through it. And, and then all of a sudden, boom, coach T sees it. Oh, my good friend, Alex Morrow. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain this was a setup. This was a, it had to have been a setup from the get-go. It, it all comes down to this. And so fr- right up, first off the bat, the the reigning champ, Stephanie, she comes up, she gets ready, maybe some nerves coming in, a lot of pressure. She wants to really step on the throat of her opponent. Boom, she hits 35, 35 miles an hour for Stephanie. You can see some disappointment there. I'm not going to lie. I, I was shocked oh, yeah. that it was 35. Her record was 39. So that's a four mile an hour drop off. That's first for somebody like Stephanie. That's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, but, but three chances. So 35, not, not bad to kick off. Then we, then we see Alex saunter up and she hits a somewhat respectable 26. Um, and we can mm-hmm. see right off the gate that, Alex is in big trouble. Stephanie is going to run away with this. And I think Stephanie feels that confidence coming into this next shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we got a, we got a giggle from coach T. He's like, huh, this is over. Classic coach T. This had to have been a setup. He's like, it's gotta yeah. be a fucking setup. And, and so now Stephanie's going second shot. Boom. Hits 37. All right. We're back. We're not to the record, but we're close. We're hovering around the record. 37 miles an hour from Steph. Tension building. Alex goes. Not good. Really not good. We dropped three miles an hour. 23. And oh, we're going backwards, Heath. That's not where we want to go. 
we're going backwards and Stephanie is feeling good and she delivers one of another great line where she she condescendingly says to Alex, hey, you're doing great there, sister lady. <laughs> yeah. Just just real salt in the wounds there to Alex. And then just as she is relishing in this moment, she hits the slapper of all slappers, 40 miles an hour, new personal record. Coach T is pumped. Stephanie's pumped. Yeah. They're ready. Those are shining moments. They're feeling it. They're feeling it. So Alex is skating up. She's nervous. She doesn't know what to do. And then we look over and we see our good friend Bombay ever, ever the planner. He is the, he is the master manipulator, the architect of everything. We see our friend Bombay with a slice of pecan pie. Yeah. And oh boy. He lights that internal fire. Where, where was he keeping that? Because it's it's per, it's perfectly on a plate. It's not it's not smushed or anything. He, like it doesn't look like he was carrying that in a in a backpack. I don't know where. He was. I, Do you think I he think like he came before, like a, put it in the bench, and then and then like you know weirdly in the corner where no one could see it because no one would look over in that corner. If someone did, they'd be like, "Why is there?" why is there a fucking piece of pecan pie in the corner over there? Like what the, what's up with that? And so that's where he, he master manipulator busts out the pecan pie. You see the fire light in Alex's eyes and she, she cocks back, she swings, she hits 41 miles an hour. Oh yeah. Wow. New record and a victory. New record and a victory absolutely coach t is shocked, shocked. and then, and then of he, course well you see coach t is shocked and you see everybody all the ducks the moms the the kids in the stands everybody goes crazy even sophie sophie loses it she's so pumped she's oh, screaming so- she's like i'm a i can be a fucking duck or i can be a don't bother yeah. i don't have to be a duck anymore yeah. she's pumped she's a good guy and then and then, then we get the just the heartbreaking realization that that Clark is the worst. He was, and and we had to go to the instant replay. And this is what's wrong mm-hmm. with you know this is a very NBA type of move where like oh over the line on the free throw. We're going to spend thirty minutes going over this. There's five <laughs> seconds left. Let's just completely ruin the watchability of our product. But anyways, Stephanie's husband Clark comes in. Instant replay, her skate is across the line, duck moms win on a technicality. Mm -hmm. Some people would say that's kind of like kissing your cousin. I personally feel like that's a cheap win. How do you how do you feel about that win, Brandon, for the duck moms? So I it's a cop out. My cop out win. Yes. So my my initial thoughts are a win a win's a fucking win, you know. But Given given who the ducks are, given who the don't bothers are, and given the the just ridiculous like snobbery that's that Stephanie brings, yeah, you can't. I don't think you. If you're Stephanie, you can't fully celebrate this. This is, but she no. will. Stephanie, they have sent Stephanie and her husband up as the type of people that celebrate a fake win just as much as an outright win. Yeah. That's how they set them up. That's, that's what's wrong with this world, Heath. 
And <laughs> exactly. But then you see Sophie, she's disappointed, man. She knows she's entering this oh, sure. duck prison. Yeah. She she almost collapses. She's heartbroken. Yeah. Yep. Just absolutely devastated. And then we cut. We're done with the competition. We cut. We see some great ad placement with Sophie on the table eating some Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, you know, shout out to her. I know I've been eating a lot more Honey Nut Cheerios with some high cholesterol going down lately. So, you know, you know good on her. You know, that's all garbage, right? It's just... uh, listen, Brandon, this box very clearly tells me that it, it can lower cholesterol. It doesn't the key guarantee, the, the key but it can. can. It, I definitely, know. it absolutely does not, but the word can <laughs> is how they're legally allowed to put it on the box. Uh, and I'm also pretty sure the fact that they changed half of the shapes within the box to little heart shapes definitely helps that it helps lower the cholesterol then the heart shaped Cheerios. I don't believe you, but okay. I'll you know I'll, nothing about honey nut Cheerios, Brandon. I'll but stick, anyways, I'll stick to my my cinnamon toast crunch, my my Reese's uh, or my Captain Crunch uh, peanut butter. That's that's where it's at. I love a little CT crunch with some almond milk. Don't get me wrong there. Um, but anyways, we got we got Sophie at the table doing homework, eating cereal. Very typical middle school kid. All of us have been there before. Um, dad, who I thought was not going to be very chill, turns out to be very chill. Um, oh, you know, this is a dad cheering for Sophie in the first practice. He comes and in clutch. He comes, he comes in. It's like, hey, I saw how bummed you were when and how excited you were when the don't bothers won, and you thought you'd become there you haven't been that excited for a while you're a don't bother signed off boom sophie yeah. officially off he notes. goes which was he goes from possibly worst dad in the history of the world to a solid to a solid b solid b parent yeah, yeah that it's a tough move because you know he's going to get the business from her mom like you know that he made that was a unilateral decision that he made and he is going to pay for it. Yes. Oh yeah. He's yeah. He's not going to hear the end of it for sure. But, like, but it, they, it's a, it's a move you got to do. You gotta, you gotta be able to recognize, you know, yeah. the, the emotions of your child and react accordingly, you know, oh, Again, it's, cause, cause this is it's as, absolutely the correct move. As and Alex, I, think that, I think her mom would discover that eventually too. She, she has to sooner or later, but who knows? Maybe, Maybe this is the start of the divorce. Maybe maybe this is what kicks it off. This is ground zero. You know, like Sophie's 18, she's graduating and she's uh going to um she's going to Cornell instead of Yale. And all of a sudden, Sophie's mom is like, you know what? This is why she's going to Cornell. And her dad's like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this shit. This all started with the goddamn don't bothers, and I'm not doing this anymore. It's over. Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> Just, just the disrespect to Cornell right there. <laughs> just, they're, they're still Ivy League, Keith. <laughs> I was trying to be. Uh, I was trying to think like a pretentious parent. Okay. No, I yeah. I mean, uh, Andy Bernard would be rolling over in his grave right now. Uh, that's why. That's why I did say Cornell with the disrespect. <laughs> it was one hundred percent a shot at Andy Bernard, who's a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> and so we uh, now we have um, Bombay after because like Sophie, Dan, hug, celebrate. Now we're cutting again. Yes, Last Offic- cut, officially, officially on the don't bothers. Ending on a happy note. Officially on the ending don't on bothers. a happy note. 
great move, great parenting. Um, we, we sign off on that parenting. And then we see Bombay dropping in on yeah, Alex. Make, just making a house call. Woo. Bombay getting bold after, yeah. after that little move at the Ice Palace. And just yeah. wants to congratulate. Mean, it's the same move he did. Uh, the same movie, mom. Charlie's mom just showing up, just showing up at the house. I literally wrote that down in my notes <laughs> that this was a very typical Bombay move. He did the exact same thing with Charlie's mom. He drops in, says what's up, talking some hockey. Right, comes over to talk some hockey, congratulate her. He's got some pie. Um, I love that their house is in such bad condition that they have no clean plates or anything <laughs> that they just have to eat it right out of the container. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a busy single mom type of type of move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah, she's busy single mom. So she's got the job and now she's coaching full time, you know, Can't coaching, expect- working, taking care of Evan's dumbass. Like she's got a lot on her plate. So yeah. like she can't be expected. Like, honestly, I think it's safe to say that Evan probably didn't run the dishwasher when he got home from school that day like he was supposed to. I think it's safe to say Evan's never ran the dishwasher in his life. Real, he, real shithead kid. He doesn't even cut his own grapes, you know? That's real <laughs> pathetic, real pathetic child. Yeah, if, you're, if you're not going to cut your own grapes, you're definitely not going to wash your own dishes. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but but we did we did have a wonderful flashback to the first movie where they're looking in from the outside mm-hmm. window to mom and son in Bombay enjoying a nice meal. Yeah, and that's how that's how we fade out for a what was a pretty okay episode four. Yes, it was. It was not as good as three. I came into I was it. Open- I came I into would, it I expecting more. Yeah. Me too. I really thought that they were going to like this hockey moms thing. I thought they were really going to lean into that, but there was just so many moving pieces with the, the sleepover and the Sophie stuff. And then you've got the hockey. I, if they would have just uh, focused in on the hockey mom stuff, I think they had some gold there and they could have saved the sleepover for any other fucking episode. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. We got unless, what, six unless more after the, yeah, unless the sleepover is setting up some kind of like Coob, Nick, and Evan type of triangle drama type of thing. Or maybe they become like the backbone of the team and they're the leaders that keep it together. Yeah, maybe. Why, why not, or yeah, it could cause some sort of divide. It's either going to – yeah, because I mean they didn't invite any – they didn't invite Sam. They didn't invite Logan. They didn't yeah. invite anybody. Um Maybe that oh, creates yeah. a little bit of divide. Logan literally lives lives across the street. You do, easily could have invited him. That is a good call. I didn't even think about poor Logan across the street. I think that's yeah, yeah. That's, with with his with that sad of a dad in the house, like <laughs> like that's his like his dad is like cheated on, divorced, oversharing with his kids because he doesn't have any adult friends in a new city. So like. That's probably a really dark household. They've probably been eating like really shitty seasoned frozen chicken uh, for the for the past week. Maybe some box mashed potatoes. Like I, I don't know. Like oh, after, I guarantee you, it's ham- nothing but hamburger helper. 
hamburger. Oh, see, steady diet, a hamburger helper. That's how, I mean, that's, that's rough business. So like, I see a very dark household over yeah. there, you know, like that's something that Logan, you know what he could have used a sleepover with his yeah. pals, you exactly. know, some shenan- some shenanigans here in Coob sing like that. I do. That put you in a great mood. Make you forget I, about your mom cheating on your dad. Yeah, I did like we got we got a little more Coob backstory. Although I would have loved to to see his mom. I think that was a that was a huge missed opportunity. But you get a little Coob backstory. I mean, really, the only thing you learn is that he could sing. So it's not that great of a backstory you get on Coob. But a little more character development. But I think I think this was too focused on Alex and Bombay. I would have liked. I would have liked to even see the kid, the other kids a little more outside of, I think you see them at the end when they're celebrating. And then at the beginning when they're doing the little practice, but that, that's the only time that Lauren or Maya or Sam pop up or Logan. Yeah. Every, that's every, true. Every, the rest of the episode, they're nowhere to be found. They definitely got moved to the background. Yeah. I hope they don't get too hung up on the Alex Bombay uh, love and relationship because no one is watching game changers for no. Bombay to fall in love with the mom from Gossip Girl. No. We us nostalgic older people don't care about that. Bring back if you, if you wanna if you want a Bombay love story that is gonna grab us, you bring back Charlie's mom. What you yeah. do. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what she's up to. Yeah. You know? Or or the it, Iceland chick. Yeah. Come on. But uh outside of yeah, I don't like I don't I don't care about Bombay or Alex's love story at all. You know, and, so and, I, and, and the, the the kids that that are watching this don't give a don't care. They're not. They want they want more kids. They don't they don't give a shit about Alex and Bombay. Yeah, if anything, it should have been a, like a potential love triangle that could have broken up the the ducks forever. You know, or maybe they poach someone from the Cardinals due to an awkward love triangle on their team. Yeah, and the ducks get a new sharpshooter. Yeah. to follow up with Sophie. Yeah. Cardinals yeah. implode. Ducks move up. Or <laughs> <laughs> don't bother to move up. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit brokenforestco.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Episode 5, titled uh, Cherry Picker, is, ooh, okay. We get a peek at Evan's dad unexpectedly shows up, complicating things for Evan, Alex, and even Bombay. So oh they, here's our here's the love here triangle, the love triangle nobody wants. 
Yep. Every, they're really leaning into this Bombay Alex situation. Okay. Now they're throwing in the, the former dad. Okay. Very which, typical sitcom move. Which it, this, this dad thing better pay off yeah. because they were, they were, they've been so mysterious about it that you got to think it's something important, right? It's got to be, it's, it's not going to be anybody we know, is it? Is it going to be anybody we know? I doubt, I doubt it. it. No, it's just going to be some with with some how mysterious playing it up though. That if it's not somebody we know, it's going to be a letdown no matter what. This is this is starting to become the show. We have the the Alex Bombay will they won't they, and then we have the moving kids stare uh, uh, storylines behind it. Whether it's yeah. the sleepover, um, you well, know, guess- or the wooing Sophie, and the, you know what I mean. Yes, I'm assuming we're going to get, maybe not in this episode, but episodes down the line, we're going to get Alex and so or not Alex, excuse me, not Alex and Sophie. We're going to get Evan, Evan and Sophie. That that They've built that up a little bit too much to, to not keep going with it. So that little love, love interest, I, I think, is going to keep going. Yeah. You're going to have, I'm excited to see where this best friend angle goes. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't drop it. I I I kind of I kind of want desperate Nick to keep keep going for a little longer. <laughs> I want him overthinking the best friend thing. I'm excited to see where they go with Nick and how they play his character, how they keep it going. Because we uh, we need to, we didn't get any podcast calls on the moms competition, which that makes sense. But I no, hope that they I hope the that other, their podcast doesn't fade away. So that was my other critique about this episode is there's no it's it's all folk all the hockey's focused on the moms there's not even a game they barely the practices are real short i would have liked a little more team team stuff yeah but uh but yeah it was great yeah i'm excited to see where they go with nick hopefully we see more of his moms that was a real uh kind of i i guess not eye-opening experience for me but it was the it was one of the first times where i was watching a tv show and i realized how old I was based based solely on which character I thought was the hottest, you know? Cause like Nick's one of Nick's moms is, uh, I forget her character's name. I think she's Paula. Paula. Oh, the little blonde one. The little blonde one. I was like, dang, Nick's mom is pretty good looking. And then I realized, God, I'm getting way too old to be, you know, I'm so old. I'm starting to be attracted to all these moms in these, where, in these where? TV shows. Where is it, it probably speaks more to my personality where I was more drawn to Lauren's mom, you know? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. She, you being the, like, the wizard and her being the female warrior makes it, sense. Yeah. looks like, it looks like she'd be a great dungeon master. <laughs> God. Okay. That's enough of that. Oh, I didn't I was, I was, I was, I was like D and D. Like, like, have you ever played? I was real. I was, I was real worried to bring the subject up because I didn't want it to go off the rails and you took it off the rails. (laughs) You took it off. I meant it by like with the actual Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. Sure. I got you. Yeah. That's exactly. I get you. I get, I understand. I got you. God damn it, Kelly's gonna listen. I am listen to this and be like, "Eat, you're a fucking perv." Like, why didn't you say that stupid ass shit? Uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out. I'm also gonna cut out this part where you explain that you meant Dungeons and Dragons. That way, it just, it's just you talking about dungeons. That's fucked up. But so yeah, season five, we get to meet Evan's dad. Hopefully, hopefully it pays off a little bit instead of just being some random. 
Although, I mean, if you're going to keep the Bombay story going, it has to be somebody random. Otherwise, we're going to yeah. get – if it's somebody we know, we're going to be too attached. Yep. He's to... going to come in. He's going to be the worst. We're going to learn a lesson, and then guarantee we're going to Yeah, guarantee you he comes in this episode, and he's gone by the end, and we never see him again. Yep. In and out. In and out. Just, yeah. like, uh, just like Winnie and Nick's relationship. One episode, yep. done. Gone. gone. Yep. They're, they're moving through this content very quickly. Yes. Which is a little bit disappointing because the fact that it's a TV show instead of a movie gives you the opportunity to delve into these things more than you would have in the movie. And it doesn't seem like they're really doing that so far. They're just really, really locked in on Bombay, Alex, and then Evan, Sophie. Yeah. Which, honestly, those are the two most boring aspects of the show. So yeah. far. Yeah. yeah, like they they did not realize what they had with some of these side players. Yeah. Like I need more Nick. I need more Maya. Koo. This episode I enjoyed Koo more. I know I've been a Koo hater because he's the worst goalie I've ever seen in my life. But the show tunes, maybe we, hopefully we get some more Koo personality. I want to see more about Sam other than just being a wild card. I'd like to get yeah, more into that. Is- is there is there more to Sam? Are there more layers to Sam than just being a wild card? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also just, you know, Koob minus the screens seems like a great kid. Terrible goalie still, <laughs> but seems like a much better kid than Koob with the screen. So hopefully he can keep those screens down. That's a message to all you you kids out there. Put the screen down. Read a book. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I play weird little games on my phone all the time. But anyways, <laughs> I, I like I like that Koob. I'm curious to see what Logan is like because they haven't really gotten into him. He's just That's the kid true. with the wavy hair. You know, he looks like uh, he looks like Brink from back in the day. That's who he reminds me of. Soul Skaters. Same hair. Team Pup and Suds. Same hair. Uh, So that was a nice little throwback. Team Pup and Suds. I named my fantasy football team that one time. (laughs) I always named my uh, fantasy football team the Golden Receivers after Airbud. There's just... There's just so many plot holes in those Airbud movies. I can't. I can't look past them. Not in the first one, though. The first one is cinema gold. There's no plot holes in the first one. I don't Re- know what year that Airbud came out, but I think I was too cool for Airbud when that came out. Airbud, all right, this is a complete guess, so don't don't fact check me, but I want to say 1998 is when the first one came out. The original Airbud. R.I.P. Miss you, buddy. Your close is 97. Okay, 97. And then, yeah, then there's like yeah, a million, not a million. There's probably like five, four or five episodes, or four episodes, four or five sequels that don't use. It's a different. It's a different dog. It's not the same dog. And then, then you have the whole buddies spinoffs and, with, and the, don't with sleep the puppies. On Santa paws. I don't think that's connected, though. No, it's not. <laughs> that's that's not part of. That's not part of the Airbud canon. <laughs> but anyways, um. <laughs> are we back to the show? <laughs> well, I, I I think we no, we I think we covered everything. Uh, we definitely covered fully. everything for this episode, and then the next episode, all all you really need to know is Evan's dad. Evan's dad's coming sooner. We'll or later. see. We'll see what a what a character he is, and we'll see how it plays into Alex and Bombay's relationship. Yeah, hopefully, ho- hopefully, hopefully they just 
just get together so we can move on and get yes. back to the kids playing hockey. You yeah. Know, let's see. If we're, if see we're it. wrapping plot lines up in an episode, let's wrap this one up, you know? Yep. Let's, let's move, up. let's move on to coach T and Stephanie. Like what's going on with those? Two? Yes. I need more coach T more coach T. Yeah. I need, I need more letter Kenny references. I need way more. <laughs> I need one. I need him one just one time to say Bardownski's just one time. Uh, I'm, I'm I love ho- it. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get in the inevitable second showdown between the Ducks and the Don't Bothers. I'm hoping somebody on the Ducks hits a Bardownski in in game, and so then he can shout that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic. Or like the the Don't Bothers get like an ace in the hole, and it's uh, Riley's counterpart. I forget his name. Uh, Jonesy. Oh, it's Jonesy. Wouldn't yeah. that be epic? That would be epic. I would lose my shit if all of a sudden, like, there's or, a cameo, like a Jonesy cameo. Or you get a Shorzy? Short, yeah, Shorzy cameo. Although, Fuck could it be, you, could it be a, is it called a cameo if you don't ever see his face? <laughs> yeah, can, it, can, it, can you do a cameo with just your voice? I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a little Shorzy. Yeah. A little Shorzy cameo. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Fuck you, Jonesy. Fuck your mom last night. <laughs> That, that that the Shorzy stuff should not be as funny as it is. It's the dumbest yeah. thing in the world, but it's just hilarious. Uh, anyways, all right, uh, well, that's a wrap. Yep, that'll do Episode it for us. Four in the yeah. books. Here we are. We're 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 not going to quack our our way off this this episode because we don't do that anymore. No, that's that's antiquated. We're yeah. we're, we're better than that now. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we're over here, we're having our cake and we're going to eat it today. <laughs> <laughs>